Pubcast. If you're not listening to Pubcast, the terrorists are winning. That's what Jay Moore says. That's great. You could have named it anything. And you just have to go with booze. All right. I'll see you at a meeting, you know? But if I just keep talking like this and raise my voice, I'm doing Harvey Keitel at the same time. <laughs> You're going to name it the goddamn Pubcast? Oh, you man. took the Lord's name in vain. Welcome to the Pubcast with Michelle Riley, Mike Cross, and Brendan O'Neill. Sit down and enjoy a pint. There's a county map to go with the wall, a hurl, a stick in the shinty bowl, a brick, the brack, the crack, and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. All right, this week on the show, we have a special guest, uh, actor, comedian, broadcaster, podcaster, Jay Moore. Um, he and I talked last week about atheism and faith on Twitter, and what came out of that was uh, pretty interesting, and he was nice enough to come on our show and talk about it some more uh, with me, Rob, and Michelle, and it was just a good conversation. So here it is. Uh, make sure you follow Jay on Twitter, at jmoore37, and listen to his podcast, More Stories. Here's Jay. Rob, Michelle, Brendan. Yes, sir. Uh, Everybody sounds great. How do I sound? Great. Fantastic. I'm I'm ready when you are, honey. All right. Well, I'm out of the parking garage. Oh, fantastic. So we've got about 25 minutes. Is that right? Or 20? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Uh, Well, joining us on the line right now is uh, Jay Moore from the West Coast. Uh, comedian, actor, broadcaster, podcaster, all-around good guy. Social activist. Don't That's forget right. all. Nah, nah, no, no, really. <laughs> I uh, take care of my. I trim my lawn. I, t- I prune my uh, flowers and stuff. That's social. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I've got Jay on here for a couple of reasons, but uh, I'll get to the the main issue. You're hemming and hawing, Brendan. I know. You're an atheist. We got in a fight on Twitter. Go. I've got a lot to say. So, you were talking about your faith, and you got you got attacked. And I I I wanted to talk to you about uh, atheism and give my point of view. And you seem like you were uh, confused, or, or you hadn't heard really the atheist's point of view about atheism. You've heard Bill Maher. You've heard I asked Richard for Dawkins. about four days, <laughs> and I was just still being insulted about believing in unicorns. Yeah. And uh, I just kept saying, okay, but you still... I had two questions, Brendan. One, why does my faith bother you if I'm not recruiting and I'm not converting? I'm not selling anything. And I haven't said God or religion. I've said faith. My faith in something higher, larger than myself. And then if you're an atheist, I would like to have knowledge of what what your actual belief is. One guy finally tweeted me, I don't believe in any gods as higher powers, therefore I am an atheist. And I went, thank you. That's all I needed like five days ago. Oh. But my friend Eddie Ift, the comedian, is an atheist, and whenever anybody gives their definition of atheism, it seems like atheists argue amongst themselves. Absolutely. And that was my point, is that there is no... There is no book. There is no place we go. There's no. There's no template for atheism. It's just, it starts and ends with but, we don't believe in God. I guess that's that's about it, right? Yeah, but I think that makes perfect sense to me, <laughs> and that's fantastic. And you, that's great. And the thing that was never answered was why does my faith upset so many atheists? Right. 
And then the more the conversation went, it got more and more viral. People have atheists in their Twitter handle. And right. why do you go ask your sky daddy? I'm like, I, hey, I have a kid. There's like special vibe that goes down. Right. When that kid's sick and I care for him, and you could say it's the randomness of the universe or whatever, I uh, believe in a divine spark combined with science. I'm not a, I'm not a, right. not, I know that my kids are uh, uh, IVF kids. So like, sci- I wouldn't have kids oh, right. if I didn't use science. If I was a faith all the way across the guy uh, person, I would go, hey, it's God's plan. So when we were talking about it, a bit of it, like if it's all God's plan, why are we all praying? So, so Jay, I, it sounds to me like you know your issue is more around the the discourse around the subject, the way people talk to each other, the right. sort of lack of tolerance or respect for you know any sort of other viewpoint, more than the you know general definition of what is atheism. I think what you, you know, if I can ask, you know, you might be saying like, what what does it bring to your life? Why why do you find that you know that belief is it, or is just that you know it's a purely scientific point of view, and you really don't find any enrichment of your life based on that why do i have what does faith add to my life like what has it is that what you mean? no i mean it sounds like your general you know issue with the whole way this went down was the the more around the way people are not able to talk freely about these kinds of things yeah yeah like when me and brandon uh got off of twitter and we're dming one another right we had like a two-week conversation it was great because it was two people just pe- talking without people tagging on but right Brandon, I want to go back to your thing about not believing in God. Yeah. I don't, I I think atheists, uh, for agreements, make no assumptions. Uh, so I'm not going to make an assumption. Based on my experience, it seems like atheists have a predisposed, pre-envisioned version of what, quote-unquote, God is to each individual they're speaking to. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a guy in a white coat and a long white beard with a cane, <laughs> right. and people have uh, fat babies playing the harp. I think God and love are just synonyms, and that right. feeling I have from my wife, my child, there's something that divine. Yeah, I mean, so it seems like atheists always have this, like Bill. Ma- These are brilliant people, like Penn Jillette, Bill Maher, Richard Dawkins are like the actual smartest men in any room they ever walk into yet they're telling me the, what i believe in is a third grader's drawing i know i know well I mean, I so think... what is god to you when you think of god brandon well, by the way thank you for this conversation because yeah, i just want well, knowledge i seek what do you think of when you think when somebody says i believe in god in your head well and, and to tee this up we, we talked about that i i i have a background in uh, Catholic schools and, and Episcopalian schools, and I went to a Jesuit college, and uh, Rob and Michelle are Catholics as well. Uh, and, you know, we have we, we've been through the rigors of, of the whole uh, faith thing in one form or another. Just the more right, I... photos and paintings of uh, Christ. Sure. The, the rabbi from Nazareth, we have an image of him. But like Rob, Rob right? Your brother? Yep. 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 When you think God, when you say, I don't believe in God, I'm an atheist, God, like what is in your mind when you think of the word God? What are you picturing? Well, I think it's the, I think it's more about the concept of a designer who has set things in motion and either manages it day to day or you know set it in motion a long time ago, um, but for him or her, it wouldn't have occurred. And I think that's an idea that logically people have a lot of 
you know, challenge. I just asked for a, an image. Like, what's the image in your head of what oh, people think of as God? I think it's pretty stereotypical. What do you picture? Pretty stereotypical. Okay, so I, same, like white beard. Like, well, the beard and the, you know, the the uh, sort of Renaissance image that you see all well, the time. But, How about God working at a Renaissance fair? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, many of those paintings are I inaccurate. at a Renaissance fair once. Anyway, those. Those paintings are of, of white guys in Africa. I mean, it's it's, it's yeah, not he really... Yeah, Jesus was an Arab. Uh, he was a Jew. Yeah, he was well, uh, an Arab. He had hair like wool. They're inaccurate because sure, histories sure. are written by the victors. Like, so we make them a little lighter. Oh, I, I went to an AA meeting in Paris once. <laughs> and I had to find one that was English-speaking. And uh, I found this old church down the road from my hotel. And apparently nobody ever goes to this church like it's haunted or something. Because when I asked the front desk in French... Where's this church? How do I get there? They gave me a look like, whoa. I go in there. It's the coolest, oldest church. It's from like the 1600s. I'm like, I don't know if this day could get any better. I look to my left. Black Jesus ah, in that church. Yeah. Fantastic. Brother man, what's up? Can I ask a <laughs> side Westlow. question? Were, <laughs> yes, were even the French folks at the meeting condescending to Americans? Uh, <laughs> No, you know no. what? Yes, they were. However, yeah. uh, I speak French with a Parisian accent. They assume I uh, am fr- just. I had a teacher that had a perfect accent, and we just copied her. So my problem is, if I don't understand French at all, <laughs> I can read it and I can speak what I want to free think and say. But then when they hear it, they just go, "Oh, d'accord, tu es du I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, slow down!" That's all I memorized so far. <laughs> But yeah, they are snooty assholes. Yes, say you're Canadian. Nobody cares about the Canadian. Exactly. Well, well, Jay, as the only uh, maybe admitted atheist, uh, hold on, around the horn, on here, sister, woman, what do you picture when you think of God? Are we all doing the stereotypical? Is that no? I, I'm image? trying to give my answer. Let me let me do it. I, I have an answer. I was going ladies first, brother. Oh shit! All right. <laughs> I sort of feel like it's a nebulous kind of, you know feeling light you know that's my image of it yeah i don't you don't sound like an atheist with that answer exactly yeah i I don't think of a person i I think of a a a concept i i (laughs) I think of a you know something less uh concrete than a a, an image of a person i mean Uh, that's a good answer brandon and you know what that's why you hit third your best hitter hits third (laughs) yeah it's a concept how about this what if god is a verb Right. What if instead of a being, it's what if a, instead of a being, a supreme being, God is being, being present in yourself, and realizing you're connected to another human being? Like, how? Why are we talking right now? The randomness of this is because of an explosion in the universe or whatever. But here we are. It's weird, right. and we're all comfortable. We're all just hanging out right now. Yeah, but there's an energy right now amongst the four of us that is a greater, higher power than either of us had prior to getting on the telephone. I'm not saying that's God, but right. it's certainly a higher power, that energy. I don't see randomness, though. I, I see I, I see the evolution. I see all of the, what led up to this moment. But there's, but I mean, evolution I no, of a... Go ahead, love. No, I mean, I have no problem. Even being, having been raised Catholic, okay, which is, you know, very dogmatic. You know, my own parents were very much about, you know... You know, maybe there wasn't really an arc. It can be a story, but what are you learning from the story? And so, you know, I understand that there are fundamentalists who take these words as if they were divinely, you know, given to us 
uh, I, I don't subscribe to the idea that everything that we do in religion or in you know text has to be literal. So I don't really think that you have to take the whole concept literally. I think you have to look at it as how it works in your morality and how you can manifest it in your life and all of that. You're the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. You are the smartest guy in the room. Well, because I the think... thing is, and I got everything you said, I, I wrote out on Twitter and I realized Twitter's no place to have a salient <laughs> yeah, that point. Was no. 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 That's like, not the place I don't for nuance. follow the word, capital W, literally. <laughs> I don't think Jonah lived in the ass of a whale. Right. The, look, the Bible was written by human hands right. uh, over 1,500 years by 44, right. 45, 50 different authors. And right. if Adam and Eve were the first two people on earth, and we're all products of incest. In the book of Genesis, Lot had sex with his daughters. That means anybody after that had Down syndrome, essentially, right? So <laughs> right. if you're going to use the Bible against me about, like, homosexuality, Right. There's a great book, John Shelby Spong, like Sponge Without the E at the End. He's the Archbishop of the Episcopalian Church in Newark, and he just wanted gay people welcomed into his church, and he was blocked. Right. And he just said, all right, if we're going to go literally, then let's prove that John the Baptist and Christ never could have met time-wise. Let's prove, and he just goes, right. and that's where I got the most Bible, was an Archbishop pointing out inaccuracies in the Bible. And it wasn't like a lefty, it was an archbishop who loved Christ. Now, the only thing that hasn't ever changed is the narrative of Christ's teachings. You have right. all these books of the Bible that were very, very, very politicized and negotiated for. There's books right. that were left out, there's books that were left in. But what he, where is he from? What does he look like? What did he do? Where did he go? Every story is the same. I don't think you can keep a work of fiction that tight for 1,500 years. But my and the teachings themselves, so oh, real quick, right. and if it is fiction, the teachings, um, right. love thy neighbor, right. uh, what you do to the least of my brothers you do unto me, um, is la I thirst for crying out loud, forgive them, they know not what they do. These right. are wonderful teachings that I, as a Christian, the definition of a Christ Christian, I believe right. in the teachings of Christ. Yeah, and you know, I actually, it's so funny, our, our friend Michael that usually does the pubcast with us is not on today, who is actually a huge Jay Moore fan and all, has been talking oh, about yeah. for the last two weeks, for the love of God. You have, you have someone, uh, just so you know, going to YouTube and re-watching action episodes. Um, but anyway, his parents, who are pretty devout, uh, would always say to me, when, whenever there's kind of been, you know, a scandal in the church or times when you just don't want to deal with it anymore for whatever reasons... And um, they used to always say, Michelle, don't don't let the assholes ruin your religion. <laughs> In other words, you really have to be able to make the distinction between the way man sort of, um, you know, misconstrues what's going on and how you can actually participate in your, your religious faith. You have to make the distinctions between how man basically fucks it up and how you, uh, you know... You are able to yeah, deal I think with Michelle it. and I, it seems like Michelle and I, we should be speaking as Russell Brand. Yeah. <laughs> like the point you're like, well, if you want to take it a step uh, further, Michael has an excellent point, and that is there's a divinity in you, Michelle, right? And I recognize it. You're beautiful. There's a heart there. It's beating, but together we're one heart beating at the same time, and I'm going to make a rhythm of white fubulous. <laughs> so religion is not what I'm talking about. Right. right. 
And I'm talking about my faith and my belief in something higher, which is going by the label of God, because that's, you can call it anything you want. But also... But I could take that one step further, which is to the writings, which is to say those were written by men. And so I don't have to believe in the divinity of of that. I can just believe in the divinity of the message. Yes. And I think the message, I was on Fox News once, and I was called the Cafeteria Catholic, and it was a compliment to me. They were trying to insult me, and I said, (laughs) thank you very much. Because, as Lenny Bruce said, people are more and more people are getting away from religion and going back to God. Yeah, and the scandals, and people are sending me memes of, like, Salem witch trials. I'm like, yes, right. I know this all happened in the name of God. That's I'm talking about me, right? only for me, and my faith. I'm selling nothing. I'm not knocking on your door. I'm not saying, you should really come to St. Monica's. It's great. The band's even good. Well, and right. every time there's a homily, it's almost like they read my file on the week. It's kind of weird. It's just working for me, and I believe, and I, it's a deep-rooted belief because it's been affirmed through my day-to-day activities. Something is a step ahead of me, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, like yourselves, atheists, believe, no, that was just, that's just the matrix of the universe, and it just happened, and you're, a, you're subscribing... Uh, a higher power to that all happening, which I completely understand. Yeah. It's two different. It's not a binary answer. No, it's not. So, and I, well, I, I, that is a perfect... all though came from religion and sort of ran in the other direction. I was raised in a very laconic sort of Presbyterian. You shoot hoops at the church. You go on Christmas and Easter, or whatever. It was fine. And then I just had a lot of things happen to me that led me to the door of a church, St. Monica's, and. Everything. It was the first place I went where when I asked a question of a priest, they looked me in the eye and said, I don't know. Like when they tell you in algebra class, you're going to need this the rest of your life, and you know they're lying. (laughs) So when I said, John 3.16, Christ is the Son of God, if you don't believe in that, if you believe in that, you have everlasting life. The parenthetical of that is if you don't, you go to hell. So, like, rabbis are way more religious than I am, and Buddhists. They yeah. seem to have a really good handle on things, and Taoists, even more so than Buddhists and Hindus, and what about the Native Americans had no concept of Christ when we put crosses in the ground? They were like, hey, a place for blankets, great. And people <laughs> born before Christ, everyone's in this roiling sea of ocean fire, except this right. tiny group seems exclusive yeah. to me. Right. And Father Tim was 33 years old, and I knew him from surfing. I recognized him. He was out of the seminary, surfs on the West Coast here. And he goes, yeah, I don't know. He said, you know, you want to... I always go to the sentence before that, that God, uh, Christ is the Son of Man. And that just ties into the Buddhist uh, right. and uh, the Eastern Namaste, that the God in me recognizes the God in you. And I was like, why couldn't somebody just say that my whole life? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, I think I think one of the things you guys experienced, or Jay, you experienced in your sort of Twitter experience was that that exact binary concept, whether it's the sort of fundamentalism of atheism where you cannot have any gray edges or you cannot believe in any sort of divine providence and then you know the fundamental uh, excuse me fundamentalism of religion where you know you can't have any doubts you can't have any concerns and so there's sometimes this fear reaction from both ends of the spectrum where exactly. they're so afraid of of someone who believes or they're so sort of disgusted by anyone who doesn't um and there's a there's that sort of binary, it's all in or all out, and that, I don't think most so we're people... we're talking think. of zealots, 
on we're talking about zealots on both ends ruining it for conversations like this yeah, where grown-ups are talking well well and it's also this idea that you have to be so literal you don't have to be so literal about either of them you'd have to be a fool michelle <laughs> i mean it's Moda's a reaction part of the red it's an sea, overreaction thou shalt not kill Thou shalt not kill. So when he unparted the Red Sea, what, they all learned they were on the swim team all of a sudden? Nobody died, drowned and died? <laughs> well, and I think that's what you've seen in certain people who are like, even folks that I have seen in the sort of quote-unquote atheist world, they'll say, look, I'm, I'm an atheist when you come to me and define God as, you, as we've learned it traditionally, but perhaps I'm agnostic. You know, if new information is revealed or we learn more or, you know, I have a different experience... I'm not saying there couldn't be a higher power, but I don't define that in any way that I've heard thus far. And even that gets, you know, real negative reaction. That that's kind of what, Rob, what I, fascinates I told you. me is that anybody would try to define God to you. Right. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, who, none of us have gone through and come back and said, "I gave him a pound." Yeah, I'm Tracy Morgan. <laughs> I gave him a pound. That's my man. You know what? It's Daryl Dawkins. I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> The thing with the atheist that really caught me off guard is this, and you guys can help me with this, is the certainty with which an atheist brings no to the table. And oh. We're losing him. Hello. <laughs> no, I'll be back. It's just a quick stretch of this road. I'll be back. <laughs> Here I am now. Back. Quick stretch of uh, the boulevard. Right? You lose me. Now I'm back, right? You're back. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the thing with the atheists. I've come in contact, and Bill Maher, and again, these men are geniuses. And I'm not being sarcastic. These men are right. geniuses. So if you're a genius, if you're a brilliant man, how can you be certain of anything, let alone something that happens after your time on this earth is over? That's why I get so confused right. at the atheist's certainty that there is no God. Well, and, and, and it's not up to me to prove it, because it's mine. No. The, right. That's what Jay and I came down to is that it's it is and should be very personal and we don't have to be convincing everyone all the time and this reaction and overreaction that you see on Twitter or are through Bill Maher and it's it's so angry and it's so defiant and it's it's trying to define everything it doesn't have to be that way I believe this because I haven't because I haven't seen anything to to sway me the other way that's about it and yeah, I, I, that's I think perfectly the reasonable. Do you have children? I do. See that fascinates me. Mass, you fascinate me. That you, I, that you can have kids and be an atheist. I have really kids, and I me. take them to Sunday school every week. No, you I, personally holding a baby. Yeah. Not being sort of oh, not by God, not by but yeah. something overcoming you. Like this world is so much larger than I ever imagined because of this gift of life that I'm holding. I used to say to my friends, I know what God looks like now. He's in a bassinet next to my bed. God is the son of man. I'm a man. There he is in the bassinet next to me. So I always thought, I, I don't know how you can have kids and be an atheist, but I'm well, speaking to you now. So honestly, this it's, is fascinating it's because to me. I see so many other things on this planet having kids in the same way. Obviously, it's different, but uh, it's, it's, it's a, a, a normal evolution of the, the mammal or, or of the animal. You know what I mean? It's. It doesn't well, even that I don't I don't refute the evolution whatsoever. No, I just the agreed. The power of that. Well, and I think we're talking indescribable. Power. Whoa. There's something way out of my league. There can be some beauty you know? in the mystery of not knowing how it happened though and not have to run to something higher, but 
that's I mean no not running brother it, it's your brother will tell you you didn't run he didn't run to it it fell on top of him it, it, it's like a building coming down around you like no, whoa sure. it, it's overwhelming why do you send your uh and you know what I love about this nobody's combative <laughs> like I really want to know these things about you guys why do you send your kids to Sunday school honestly because my wife I'm not, and there's it. no, nothing's behind that statement. No, you know that it's, from me already, right? I, yeah. Okay, good. Two, two it's reasons. a reasonable question. Two okay. reasons. One, my wife is a believer and wants them to be involved in that. And that's fine. I, I'm not fighting it. I'm not trying to, to convince her. So I'm not going to you know, fight that battle. Happy wife, point. happy life, man. Number two is inside the religion and the, the dogma that they're inevitably learning at this place. Uh, there are core values that are taught there that aren't taught in school or they may not learn as uh, directly at home or, or in a different way. You're going to get home. heat for this. Atheists are going to listen to this, Rob, and say, what are you talking about now? <laughs> Robbie. No, I, yeah. Right? <clears throat> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. You hope so. I love all oh, because it, it's more conversation, right? Yeah. But I also think, I mean, if I can just, like, bring this to the table here. I mean, this is getting off the subject of atheism, but there is a cultural quality to being a Catholic, and there's a cultural quality to being a Jew that's different than, say, being a Protestant. And um, I think a lot of that, and that's why there's so many, you know, you'll, you'll run into so many lapsed Catholics who, or, you know, what you... Only because they tell, you know what's interesting, Michelle? I'm going to let you finish, I'm sorry, but only because they tell you. That they're a last Catholic. I would have no idea right. who's a Jew, who's a Presbyterian. They everybody feels the need to sort of identify like, well, I'm a Catholic and I go, Well, I didn't ask you. Like right. I don't walk around saying I'm a Catholic. Right. I'm a Saint Monican. I go to this one place because there's homeless people to my right. Yeah. There's Maria Shriver. There's a crazy lady next to me with a uh, a baby carriage and there's a basset hound in it. And right. I go, Yeah, this is my kind of crew. <laughs> so it's interesting, and the the cultural, the thing you just said was really interesting, Michelle. Say the cultural significance, or you know, I think a lot of people who maybe don't find themselves truly, you know, connecting with their religion or really behaving in a pious way, still have a cultural identity as being a Catholic. When you're Catholic, there's so much of the religion that infiltrates your life, much in the way that Jews experience that too. It's a community. I don't think yeah. Protestant religions live their religion the way Catholics yeah. do. When you're growing up... I you're think you're Catholic correct. Family. The Catholics wear green, the Protestants wear orange, and they fight. <laughs> well, when you're Irish, they do, yeah. And, you know, and you know, you go to fish fry, and they, there's all this stuff that becomes part of the fabric of your life, and there's comfort in that. And, and I think that's very true, you know, in Jews as well, that they have this... You can, you'll hear a lot of people say yeah. that, you know, I'm a cultural Jew or I'm a cultural Catholic, but it's the same... It's the flip side of people accusing you of being a cafeteria Catholic. Well, you're only... You know, you're only... It's picking not an a accusation. It's a, it's a... Well, uh, it usually it's a compliment. is. But I know what you mean. Is. Yeah. It's really interesting, Michelle. Uh, that's a really, really, really good point. It's like Protestants don't... They don't really roll deep, like with a, you know, and Catholics seem to. I'm a bit of an outlier because I actually converted to Catholicism 10 years ago, not wow. because of my wife, because of all the things that had happened to me, led me to this one particular church. My wife said, if you feel like you're having a calling, why don't you just go audit a, a, a mass? Just go pick a church and sit and see if you like it. 
And just these things kept happening and happening and happening. And I went, ooh, enough already. I get it. All right, I'm in. Is she Catholic? So I didn't grow up with that. She is Catholic. That's why I could always say, because people assume you converted because your wife was. And it's, right. You know, right. Right. I was actually asked to be a pallbearer at one of her uncle's uh, wife's funeral. Uncle Sonny in uh, St. Louis, his wife, Aunt Janet, died. And he has like five sons, and he asked me to be a pallbearer. It's really odd. It was... I didn't feel like it was appropriate, my place. And he said, uh, your wedding was the happiest she'd been since she was ill. Oh, and you can't turn it wow. down. No. And I always wanted, a, I always wanted like a military funeral, like when you make a movie, <laughs> and everybody's in their Sorry. dress, and they 21 gun salute. You're like, oh, this would be the, oh, but I'm not in the military, so it's not going to be the best. It's not for me. And then you do a movie like <laughs> Street Kings, and you're standing next to Forrest Whitaker at a police funeral, and all the cops are out. They got the flags and the right. white gloves. Twenty-one guns. Oh wait, I'm not a cop. Right. So I'm at the church, and everybody's standing, and sitting at the same time. Peace be with yeah. you. And the whole place says, "And peace be with you." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa!" They're praying for him, the guy in charge. Like I never saw that before as a uh, Protestant. I'm like, "Wow!" And it was the first time I'd ever been to a funeral where everyone was there only because that person worshipped at this place. They didn't know who she was, some of the people. Yeah. Right. But she came here. So we're right. going to come and say her name aloud. Yeah, that's great. And that was really powerful. And, I, right. and I, I feel like I'm having this calling to my wife. It's really weird. I've never felt this way before. This niggling feeling, it just didn't go away. I feel, And the key thing there is calling, called. I feel called. Somebody's called. Somebody's calling. I'm called upon. And she said, go to uh, a mass. So I go to St. Monica's. I sit in the back. The Monsignor comes out. And the Monsignor rarely does the mass, as you guys know. He's the, mm -hmm. he's like the mob boss. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> lieutenants do the mass. Yeah. So Monsignor Torgerson comes out. This guy is Father Hollywood. He married Tom Brady. He buried Chris Farley. Like, he's the guy in L.A. And for some reason, he's doing it. And remember, I'm call I feel like I'm called upon. He comes out. And he just doesn't say anything for like 30 seconds. And then finally, the first words out of his mouth is, like he's exasperated. He says, we're all called upon people. Those are the first words out of his mouth. <laughs> and I just went, this is nuts. Like, this is, this is not a coincidence. This yeah. is too weird. But the pro and I go, but the problem is I know nothing about this religion. And that's upsetting me. And I looked up at all the stained glass windows. It's always like Christ and the walk to Calvary and something brutal or something beautiful, and then something brutal again. But where I was sitting, it was just people holding books. And I go, oh, I can learn it. And then I went home, and I told my wife, I go, that was really weird. She goes, where did you go? I said, St. Monica's. And she goes, she closes her book. She goes, that's where I was baptized. I said, yeah. all right, this is nuts. Yeah. Wow. So it was all these things led me. It was never fed to me. It was never a dogma that I was taught, like, this is the way. And I arrived with questions. And the people I asked looked me in my eyes and said, I don't know either. Let's yeah. surf. And <laughs> while we're surfing, we'll, uh, you know what, let's just focus on Son of Man. I was like, right. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And when I you listen to my podcast, like I'll have Rob Bell on. Yeah. I asked Rob Bell, who's like a mega pastor who tapped out to surf. And I'm like, where where was Christ these three days? They, boom, if he, We're all supposed to get to heaven after we die. It's three days. Was he a zombie? Was he, you know, and he goes, I don't know. Yeah. I go, that's all he ever wanted to hear. Right. That's rare and that he, says, and he, says, he would say that. Yeah. But that's the thing is, 
there's a new when I said seeker on Twitter, right? People like made fun of it, but it's there's an enormous underground happening of people that are seeking knowledge. We don't want to be foolish. We don't want to take the word verbatim when it doesn't really make sense. We want the word, if it's capital W, the word when it works for us. And if it doesn't, what can I learn from it? Like anything else, that's all. Like I don't know anything about the Taft presidency, but if I go back and I read about the Taft presidency, I can go, "Wow, what a bunch of cronies he was surrounded by." Lesson learned. Right. Well, I think we all would appreciate. We're all going to be betrayed. <laughs> We're all going to be sold out for the money. We're all going to be betrayed. There's always going to be a Judas, and um, there's a lot to be gleaned in the teachings of Christ. I dig, and rabbis will tell you. They don't believe in Christ as the Son of God at all. That's their, they're waiting for the first coming, yeah. uh, the Jews. Right. But right. rabbinical students will talk about the rabbi from Nazareth that caused problems. <laughs> Christ was like Che Guevara. He was a guy that was stirring shit up. The emperors did not like this guy around, but there was a lot of different people doing it. Like Barabbas, nice. you guys were Catholic and Pentecostal. And all. Barabbas, <laughs> like, why would the crowd scream his name? To be taken up. There's two guys on either side of Christ on the cross, right? Yeah. Right. The other guy, his name's never mentioned. Barabbas, the thief. Is there going to be a place for me in your new kingdom? New kingdom's just a better life. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to make sure of it. And then who should we let go? And the crowd scream. It's in all capitals. Barabbas. And Pontius Pilate says, hold, hold on a minute. This guy says he's just. Pontius Pilate was like, if Colin Quinn was here, Pontius Pilate, let's be honest, was, you know, hedging his bets. Exactly. You know, this guy, should we let go of the thief or the guy that calls himself the son of God, all right? Exactly. And the crowd goes crazy for Barabbas again. Right. So Rob Bell said to me in the podcast, like, he was a Che Guevara, too. Whoever he was was of import. Otherwise, they wouldn't have put him in there and had this crowd going nuts for him. Right. So, in that time, there were people that were preaching, this way does not work. Not afterlife, not God, not let's die and go to a magical place. This system of emperors and money, and, like today, right now, it's right. not working. Right. And there's a better kingdom. There's a better way of life. And just like Martin Luther King, Bobby Kennedy, when he realized, well, I've been wrong my entire life, they killed him. Well, I think that genuine sort of finding of those lessons is what we probably could do more of it's that fundamentalist reaction on either side that kind of kills the fundamentalists the, are crazy john shelby swong's book is rescuing the bible from fundamentalism yeah. that's why i was the most bible read because he put in parentheses the where the verse is so i'm not you got to picture me i'm a pothead comedian baked out of my face in san francisco like 1994 I'm reading this book, Lot had sex with his daughters, and then in parentheses, Genesis, I don't know what it is, like eight, six, whatever, five. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, don't forsake thy parents. Uh, Christ says, God, why is that forsaken me? Like, he's call he's yelling at his dad before he's about to meet him. This doesn't make sense. So I go across the street in my pajamas, high, and I've got to buy a Bible. You want to, like... <laughs> Wow, way to break the pothead comedian stereotype. And there's a uh, stone guy with his hair sticking straight up, and he smells of weed. He wants to know where the King James Bibles are, and he wants to know if there's any other King, uh, is King LeBron James Bible available. Yeah, I think Uber Uber delivers those now, I think. Yeah, a lot of those Uber guys probably have them you know, on their lap. 
<laughs> Look, religion has been the number one cause of death, period. Yeah. There is right. no second place. There's not a second, third, fourth, fifth place. But right. these are men using religion as a way to justify the, a means to justify the end. And it's despicable. It's horrible. I am talking about my surrendering yep. so there is something larger than what me personally and you personally and that tree I'm looking at right now the ocean's over there you guys are in Chicago-ish it's, <laughs> it's just too enormous I think for it to just be evolution evol like yes it's evolution but that fish at the bottom of the ocean where it's dark with the lantern on its head that wasn't evolution it was always dark down there <laughs> and all the different fauna all the different flowers why a bee gets uh pollen on his legs and he goes to another flower to pollinate it's sex essentially with flowers like yeah. this is way too weird for me <laughs> to it all just be that's just the way it is there's nothing bigger at work hmm. however what you guys are saying you know i've done almost all the talking because I'm panic-stricken I'm going to miss my kid in the carpool lane. That's why I'm talking oh. so quickly. Um, the moms get here like two hours ahead of time because they just want to like talk. It's ridiculous. That's a whole different show. drive through window at preschool. Just pull up and hand my kid through the window. But my kid wouldn't fit because he's a tank. <laughs> what you're saying, I cannot disagree with because it's how you feel. And that's therapy 101. No, you should never be in an argument the rest of your life. If you tell somebody, when you say that, oh, right. it makes me feel small. If that person comes back at you, that person's not for you. Right. Because it's how you feel. This is how you feel, Bren. Right. Michelle well, we, and Ron. Like, we, what am I going to do, argue with you guys? Stop if, trying to convince everybody. If Michelle I and I couldn't argue, we couldn't have Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything. <laughs> um, yeah, we basically couldn't yeah, have but Michelle, when she gets arguing, she gets the flush in the cheeks and the top, her neck, where her neck meets like her uh, breastbone, up high. I'm not getting uh, dirty at all. Yeah, no. It gets like I, a little red. Yes. And you're like, oh, okay, now I got her. Well, there's usually red wine involved, so. <laughs> um, yes. Hey, uh, Jay, I know your time. So, Brendan, before you let Jay go, I... Yep. Uh, I was, you know, kind of... How about Rob steering, steering the podcast now? All right, no, Rob, I, I just took over. Hey, man. I, no, but I'm I, just the point guard. I, I, I dish it no, out. No, Grand, hold on, Barabbas. Let Rob finish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so I was thinking about this God, and actually it. reading up on different things, and I happened to catch Johnny Depp on Kimmel last night, and I immediately <laughs> thought of um, the greatest impersonation ever, uh... And it's your Johnny Depp because it drives me insane because it reminds me well, why I, I wear find... a lot of scarves. <laughs> you know, it's amazing I can be inside and not uh, have a cigarette for longer than four minutes. I just smoke. Can I smoke? It's actually Eddie Vedder. It is. It is. Colin like Quinn. It is Eddie Vedder. Well, Eddie Vedder is higher like this, and you have to have like a Billy Goat in your voice. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Atheist, you're cool. It's all right. You don't have to believe in anything but stone tonight. Stone, are you ready? Yeah. All right. <laughs> but um, the juxtaposition was he's on, he's he's mumbling through his interview with Jimmy, and then they go to a clip of um, the new Alice in Wonderland, you know, through the looking glass, and he's this, you know, manic, crazy, extrovert character, and then he comes back and he's like, you know, thank you, thank you. It was, it was, uh, I was dying. Perfect example. The story of Alice in Wonderland to me, 
is more believable than Johnny Depp acting out the story of Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> exactly. Okay? So, hold Perfect. on to that. Ready? The story of Christ is far more believable to me than anybody that's going to explain the right way to me of it. Right. It is not Perfect. a binary answer. Yes, no, right, wrong. All I know, this guy, rabbinical student study, a rabbi from Nazareth, that caused problems. And that's the story I dig. I and the teachings that. of that man, what he said, uh, they're pretty fascinating to me. That there's no right So, way. yeah, go ahead. It's great. There's no uh, one way to greatness. Greatness is the way. You're a parent, Rob. If you never believe in God or a higher power, I don't care. I like you. You like me. That's where we hold the baton at the same time. I don't when like I go Rob. to Mass and you go do some, well, I don't like Mike. <laughs> Ooh, that guy. Please let Mike know. I just, it could have been any name on earth. I know. Um, we hold the baton at the same time with just basic common decency. And that's, if that's the message that comes from this conversation in this podcast, then that's that. Like, just stop with the attacks and Christians stop selling Christianity. Yes. It's its own <laughs> built-in belief system. You'll find, look what happened to me. Nobody sold it to me. A guy said, will you help put my wife into the earth after she's died? And I was like, oh, that's morbid. Yeah. Of course I will. <laughs> Sounds so weird. Oh my god, it's horrible. Well, how soon can I get there? <laughs> Wait, you want me to? Your wife's in a box, and you want me to put her in the ground and cover? That's disgusting. All right, so my flight's at eight, man. Jay, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to check out some um, Chicago Irish wakes, I think, and get a taste of what it's. No, about. Jay doesn't drink anymore. I, I love Chicago Wakes. No, I don't have to drink it. You don't have to drink. Yeah. No, no, she <laughs> knows me. If there's sausage, I'm going to the uh, Chicago Wake if there's sausage. <laughs> I can't believe Carmelo Anthony's not a Chicago bull. I took him on a tour of the city. I go, you want a sausage? Close your eyes, stick out your hand. You know what you're going to touch? Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> so atheists don't believe in a God, whether it be Vishnu, whether it be Buddha, any Allah, it's not your bag. It's something, it's just this right now, as De Niro says in Deer Hunter, this. This is this. That's the belief. This, no, this, this is this. And when we die, it's just, it's over and it's nothing, right? Right. Atheist? Yes, no. sir. No, I believe so. I'm the only atheist. At the moment, I am not. The thing with me is, what love? Oh, I, I just, I am not an atheist, so I can't respond to that. Yeah, I thought it was on an atheist podcast. One out of three. I know. Is that well, a meatloaf song? One out of three. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, I don't have a. Um, I, I would say more agnostic than atheist, but I, 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 I react to that. Comment. Not on that tweet deck, you weren't. Holy! No, 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 that, no. That's Brendan. That's, that's me. Br we're too, too similar. Um, I think the real divide for me between you, atheist Brandon, yes, and sir. me, Christian Jay, and my de my definition of Christian, Christian Jay, I like no that. one else is me. The teachings of Christ are something to follow. They're cool. So, 
And even the angry ones, my enemies, they speak like snakes. I just came from a radio show. Trust me, they do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, it's hard. I cannot imagine that when this is over, it's over. The way I feel on my inside. I don't know how you extinguish spirit. Right. So that ties into the Holy Spirit. That's how I can apply it all there. But I'll leave all religion out of it. Me personally, love, joy, laughter, disappointment, sadness, grief, wailing, crying grief. How does that go away? I don't, I can't conceptualize it just being snuffed like a candle. The human form, the luggage, as the Tibetans, the Tibetans call it in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, it translates literally to luggage. Your body is just luggage until you pass through to the next part of your journey. There's luggage you can, yeah, the organs fail, etc. But the way I have felt, the way I feel, the way I'm happy talking to you right now, that can't be extinguished. I refuse to accept that. And that's, I think, the divide right. in, that I've come to in this discussion with you, Brandon, yes. and myself. Yes. You're saying, no, you step on it. Because my grandfather used to say, he doesn't believe in God. You step on an ant, it's dead. It's not like floating around. I said, all right. And then there's a hierarchy of who gets into heaven, who doesn't, and all that. But I'm just, forget heaven, forget all that. The spirit, the joy, the most you've laughed. Every orgasm you've ever had, that is, I don't know how you extinguish well, spirit. I just think those are electrical impulses in your brain that that's interpreted. And, you know, when, when the brain stops working, those things go away. It's, it's sort of that simple. I mean... You're not wrong. They are electrical impulses. Right. But I'm also speaking not of the brain. I'm speaking of when Rob held his baby. That wasn't his brain. That was his core got shook. I'm talking about that feeling, Rob, when you held that baby girl. That's how can that be taken from you? Rob has a baby boy, by the way. That's <laughs> right. Well, give it time. <laughs> <laughs> I am a jerk. I had a 50-50 shot on that one. I know. Fantastic. But when you held that baby the way you felt, I don't know how you extinguish spirit. And I choose. It's a choice. Right. I choose to believe that the spirit continues. Yes. Otherwise, what's the purpose? It's just why are we randomly here and this entire galaxy, just this place where it's a self-regenerative system and the oceans and the this and that. But... What you're saying isn't wrong, because it's how you feel. Yep. And I will never, Brandon, try to convince you otherwise, because I like you. And if I didn't like you, I would really not try, because I wouldn't be talking to you, right? Right. So, this, no. if it could just always be like this, this is great. I think in the past half hour, we have solved all the world's problems. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Do I think you're going to hell? No. Of course not. Yeah, I don't believe in God. He, I don't believe he, in God. Well, then you're going to go to hell. For I think eternity. I might go to hell. Wow, sounds he, real. Wow, sounds real loving. He's, nice church. He, he's likely to go to hell, but yeah. for different reasons. I've got a passport. Well, I know. You you shouldn't pee within 500 feet of a school zone. You should know that. No. no. <laughs> what a dope. Three middle schools. I'm like here, Brandon. <laughs> There's a porta potty on the corner from the kids. He goes, well, I gotta go, I gotta go. Gotta and go. by the way, the guy's got a magna light on him. It's not like nobody's gonna notice. <laughs> See, Brandon, I spotted you a little there, man. All right, All right. good. <laughs> hey, uh, if you want to do a part two, 
whatever. If you guys have other questions or anything, or if I come up with other questions, yeah, I let's... love this. You're yeah, seeking what's in my head. I'm seeking what's in your head. You helped me understand, and I well, think I helped you understand only no, when I'm I love from. it. I speak for no Christian. Zealots are zealots. Period. I do. I mean, Republican, Democrat. Why the fuck would you align yourself? With any of these maniacs <laughs> with an R or a D next to your name, how about you fucking speak for yourself? Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody's just blindly with one party or the other. Like <laughs> I'm a Leo. Like all right, great. That means you're this, this or not. So we have four individuals on the table talking now, <laughs> and I think that's that's pretty cool. It's great. I think we can have a part two at some point for sure. Call me tomorrow. I'll be here every day at three. I'm available. <laughs> but do me a favor. Yeah. When I'm in Pittsburgh at the Pittsburgh Improv, I don't know how far a drive that is for you guys. I <laughs> I don't want pimenti sandwiches. I want sausage. We we can make that happen. We've got connections. <laughs> meat in tube form. I like meat in tube form. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Thanks right, a lot. Jay, What's the name of your podcast? You know, uh, the Pubcast. Let me tell you something right now. Yep. My name is Jay Moore, and I'm an international entertainer. And I listen to the podcast for one reason and one reason only, is because Brandon, Rob, Michelle, these people speak from their hearts and their minds. They think before they speak, and what they say is not wrong. So you might as well hit that subscribe button. It's inevitable. Pubcast. <laughs> I put my name on it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jay. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch. I appreciate your time. Have a great What's the night. most random impression you can think of? I love Colin Quinn, but you've already done that. You know, Colin Quinn is already Harvey Keitel, like just like Eddie Vedder. Because <laughs> if I do Colin Quinn, I'll go, that's great. You could have named it anything. And you just have to go with booze. All right. I'll see you at a meeting, you know. But if I just keep talking like this and raise my voice, I'm doing Harvey Keitel at the same time. <laughs> You're going to name it the goddamn pubcast? Oh, you fantastic. took the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> Do bang, one, do bang. one for, do one for Michael. He would like to hear uh, Christopher Walken. Of course, Michael wants. <clears throat> forgive me, and a frog in my throat. Not literally. Michael wants the lowest common denominator impression. Michael, this is for you only. You're a good man, but sometimes when you spit in the streets, there's mice. They enjoy it. They get larger. After you spit, you have my spit. Something about your enzymes. <laughs> yeah. Look, maybe I made all that up. But it doesn't matter, Michael. Where are you? If you're such a big fan, where are you? Where did you go? I'm a big fan of that man. I can't wait for the podcast. You know what? I can't make it. Oh, where are you, Michael? <laughs> are you going to uh, tell me Michael didn't show up for his own podcast? Who are you, Michael? Um, away. That's good. All right. You guys got questions. You can call me tomorrow at 3. Just let me know on a DM that we're doing. Wonderful, Jay. This is great. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Listen Jay. Listen to the Rob Bell podcast, the first one. It's very interesting because he's got questions, and he came from his own megachurch. All right. I'll check that out. More Stories podcast, free app, y'all. More Stories. Podcast, free app. Um, it's free. You put in your phone. And uh, you can listen to me and Reggie Watts name our favorite Muppets and talk about deep space 
and on a spacewalk, who'd be the first Muppet we cut loose? <laughs> it's Fozzie. It's a no-brainer. Waka waka. I've been up here for a fucking month. I can deal with the Russian guy, this Japanese guy with bad breath. You're going to do jokes? Out. <laughs> uh, Brandon, who's your favorite Muppet? Animal. No question. Nice. Michelle? Ooh. Is Michelle still here? We've, we've lost Michelle. Where'd she go? Know. She was beautiful. She's a beautiful lady. She's on the telephone. <laughs> Look at her. She's fixing her oh, makeup, giving him the camera. Yeah, she, how's your father? What's she doing? She had to run and pick up her kid. Rob. Um, Rob. Who's your favorite Muppet? Uh, Swedish chef. You, come on. Oh. Bork, bork, bork. Those well done, brother. Uh, hands. Reggie Watts on uh, the podcast went with uh, Professor, uh, what is it, uh, Bunsen. Bunsen Melendu, yeah. Bunsen Melendu, and um, not Beaker, just Bunsen, because he has no eyes but glasses. <laughs> That's right. My wife took prawn because oh. eyes are big enough. Maybe he got Bunsen's eyes with him, and I went with Rolf, the piano playing dog, because he just looks oh. huggable to me. Like he got good, nice, like fur for a hug. You know, he's like just like who's like the guy that lays back in the cut, man. Yeah, he, 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 he always rubbed me the. He rubbed me the wrong way, that dog. Rolf? You yeah. son of a bitch. I don't know you why. You know what? You're fucking... You know what? You're a right. pox on your house. <laughs> um, I think Animal's going to take you out. Absolutely. Yeah. Who do you think Michelle's favorite Muppet is? She always liked Mortimer and... Uh, Mar- what was the other guy's yeah, name? Yeah, the two guys in the in the theater. The, the two other guys. <laughs> this show, I love those guys. Statler and Waldorf, but yep. I like that you pulled Mortimer for no reason. I like that. <laughs> I think it you might know have been what that tri- is in acting? Sin bravely. You just went I, for it. I love it. Mortimer. I, th- I think I was conflating trading places. Trading places. <laughs> you were. Oh, my God. You're the best. You are, uh, that, we are about to bet, Mortimer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This shows. Oh, I think I'm starting to feel sick. How? Sick of this show. It stinks. <laughs> I love those guys. Pubcast. If you're not listening to Pubcast, the terrorists are winning. That's what Jay Moore says. <laughs> Please follow us on Twitter at Irish Pubcast. There's a county map to go with the wall of her. Let's stick in the shinty bowl to break the brack, the crack, and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. Caffrey's hot, cooking in your pub. The Guinness pie and the cabbage crack. The eye don't want to be patty trap. We'll call it an Irish pub. To spread upon the holy book, the only cry to get is a slap in the air. Black pop, beef, folk, the love them burst your filthy mug. If you draw one more shot, I'll get me beer.
Filthy monk, if you drop one more shot, I can't be free. 